ドゥルルルチー Hey yo, what's going on guys? It's YCS here. I hope you like my um my little intro there. I don't really have a jingle yet, so that's what we're rocking with, but welcome to my podcast. This is something I've been meaning to start for a while. Um if I'm a little quiet, sorry, I'm in my flat right now. I'm actually about to move in a in a couple of days, but for right now I gotta keep it a little low. But yeah, welcome to my podcast. This is something I'm gonna do for a while. Um, I love all things football, so you know, I eat, sleep, breathe it. Unfortunately, it's kind of it's kind of a toxic habit, but I just can't get enough, man. As um, I was a little kid, I loved sports. Uh, they had me playing baseball when I was two, so like you know, when I was a kid, all I did was read sports cards and make up imaginary games and my. Write them down, write innings and stuff, and I got into soccer, football, as we call it. And um, I just fell in love. I was obsessed. Um, my first player I really fell in love with was Zlatan, actually, just because my friend, like, my friend, um, he's playing with PSG on, on uh, what was it back then? I think it was the Xbox 360. He's playing FIFA on the FIFA 14, I think. And um, I thought his name was so cool. So I kind of started following him. I watched the uh, the World Cup, supported um, uh, America, of course. Um, watched that Tim Howard masterclass against Belgium. And yeah, basically, that's how I fell in love with football. I fell in love with Zlatan. Um, dude's just a fucking a nutcase. And um, then he moves to United, and I was a team where I could actually watch their games. So um, I knew about United beforehand, but I really had to pick a team. I started watching United, and I fell in love, man. I was uh, waking up at 6.30, 7 o'clock every morning watching games. And I fell in love with United. I fell in love with the Premier League, and, you know, Euro- I already liked, you know, European football. I just fell in love with the league. I fell in love with English football altogether. Um, and then I got more immersed in the global game, and now here I am starting a podcast about um, football tactics and transfers and predictions and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, if I were to let you know, let you guys know about some stuff that I'm into content-wise on the podcast and, and YouTube football scene, um, put you guys on. Um Podcasts. Um, I don't listen to any podcast. You know what? I guess I do. I like the TFO one, the TFO IRL. I actually listen to that on YouTube, but check that out, TFO IRL. Got some great analysts on there. Uh, one of my favorite analysts is Alex Stewart. Um, they do great stuff over there on TF TFO IRL. They're a branch off of the Athletic, which is also a great um, football brand per se. You know they have published a bunch of articles. You know I've got that app. And they post a lot of great content, football-wise, tactics, you know, transfers, the whole nine yards. Um, but listen to the community. Um, I saw Quinn's podcast. That dude's funny as hell. Uh, I always get a laugh out of him. Um, I said, here we go every once in a while. Just to kind of update on, on transfer news and stuff. I like when Fab gets those um, agents in on interviews. I always find that stuff super interesting. And yeah, other than that, um, it's really all my own opinions on here, and uh, that's stuff I really vibe with when I'm um, indulging in football knowledge. But yeah, let's get into it. Um, talk about last weekend's football, uh, Italy versus. I'll start with Italy versus um, Belgium. That was a weird game. I expected more from Belgium, to be honest. Italy have been fantastic this entire tournament. Mancini's really got this team playing like a club team. With, a, I mean, I guess he's had a, over a year to, to mold this team into a top team, but I just didn't expect it. You only get, like, a couple of weeks. Uh, you, you probably get two two months total out of an entire year to practice with these guys and, and train them and get them used to your system. And on top of that, they're getting used to other systems for clubs the entire season. So to to keep to have the side playing the way he's having the side, so much credit to him. But 
that's what happens when you put a top manager into the national team game. You don't get many top managers in there, but now you got guys like Luis Enrique and Berto Mancini who've won titles with big clubs. Well, Luis Enrique has Mancini and that city title don't count, man. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, you put big guys and huge managers and top, top managers in the national team stage and they they ball out with their teams. So, yeah, Italy have been crazy. Um, Belgium were disappointing in that game. You know, they stuck with that back three, but that back three is a problem, man. All of them 30-plus. I mean, I don't even know where Vermaelen came from. I have no clue why he dropped the denier um, of Leon for him because denier has been probably their, their best center back in that three because he's aggressive, he's got pace, he's young, and the other one's... Um, he kind of carries them physically and and uh, phys- physically, basically. Because Vertonghen and Alderweire are uh, both over 30. Vertonghen's around 35, I think. Alderweire's around 32, 33. So, yeah, he was an important cog in that machine. And I think Boyat is, he's not my favorite center back. I think he's just denier, but a level down and about five years older. But he still would have been, I think, a better choice than Vermont. Nothing against Vermont. I think he's he's been a, he's had a good career as a solid center back. Unfortunately, injuries hampered him a little bit. But he's like thirty four in the Japanese league, man. Uh, he's past his best. Should have kept denier, and I think that would have made a big difference defensively, because they were just getting right around by Insigne and Chiesa. Um, Mobley was dog shit though. Dude, Amoli's so bad. He's got literally nothing other than finishing. I was screaming at this TV. Collins dude a bomb. Oh my god. He can't pass. He can't dribble. He can't link up play. He can't hold up play. That was one of the worst striker performance I've seen this entire tournament. Especially from someone the caliber of Amoli. Uh, uh, Golden boot winner. What did he score? Fucking 35, 36 goals two seasons ago. He's bagging 20-plus uh, easy every season. It was just disappointing. He didn't do anything um, in the box uh, productive-wise. He didn't do anything to help the team out in the overall play. He couldn't beat a man. It was just it was just really poor, but he kind of let the, the Belgian defense off the hook, and I really feel like if he was up to scruff that game, or they even played Bolotti or a different number nine, I think it's one that would have been way there. I think it would have been 4-1, to be honest, 5-1, because Belgium were just so lackluster. They had nothing going in attack. It was basically just relying on individual ability and De Bruyne and Lukaku. It didn't work out for them. Um, you expected more of a fight in the second half, too. I'll, I'll start with the first half, I guess. It was pretty It was pretty dominant by Italy the entire game, really. Less so the second half, because the back end of the second half, Belgium started to attack more. But the first half was all Italy. Belgium were just... They are just boring. They were slow. They didn't turn up at all. And you could tell that... That pragmatism was just not going to work against a team that was so driven and so motivated and just knew what they were doing like Italy. Um, that... Oh, those fucking two goals were incredible. Holy shit, man. Dude, that Barella goal, I got up off my seat. Well, first off, they I think it was Benucci or Chiellini. I think Chiellini got that touch. He was offside, or Di Lorenzo was offside when Chiellini got a touch on the ball for that disallowed goal. Um, literally right before that, I said, they're just going to set piece. And they're just going to set piece because they are so good at everything in the field. And I feel like because they're so good, um, in possession and offensively and even defensively that just their whole system is fantastic that you forget how good they are on set pieces with guys like Chiellini and Benucci I think that's their second or third offside or disallowed um, set piece goal and they've already got one or two actual ones that were, were allowed so I feel like that goes over people's heads their, their ability on set pieces and I was talking to um, my uncle was actually watching the game with about it before they scored that, and I was like, I'm not surprised, but nevertheless, it was disallowed. Um, touched by Chiellini uh, while Dilo was offside. 
But they created so many openings in that first half, and that Burrell going, man. Oh, my God, did that boy get me off my feet. That midfield three is just a trident, man. The midfield three is ridiculous. Barella, Jorginho, and Verratti. And then Locatelli on the bench, too. Like, even Piscina came on and scored a few goals so far in this tournament. Like, that, that midfield is so much depth and quality. And it's crazy because they're all short midfielders. I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, subject them just to being passing midfielders because um, Jorginho reads space well. He can cover space well. He's not the best physically or tackling-wise, but he covers the space well. Ferrati's super aggressive. He's very good in the tackle. And um, Barella's probably can be a 10 or an 8 or a 6, whatever you want, dude. He's a world-class. But, yeah, small midfielders he wouldn't peg as physical. But, boy, they, they're nasty, man. They get right in there, and they get busy. And Barella, man, his first touch is incredible. Mwah. The chef's kiss for that, man. That first fucking touch is incredible. And that goal, that touch he took, anyway, he took it. He took it away from the defender. Took it away from two defenders. And then got it out of his feet, created that space, and put it nestled right in the inside of that far post. That goal was incredible. Nah, sorry, I had to pause for a minute. Um, my girl's getting a tattoo right now, so... She gave me a ring on my leg. Uh, stop back here. So, anyway, I was talking about Brella. Yeah, man, that goal's fantastic, boy. He's such a good player, man. Um, I'd say let's see him in the Prem one day. I think he'd be so good in the Prem. I think he's physical enough, and I think his quality would shine through. But on that second goal, Insigne, man. Insigne, Insigne, Insigne. What a player, man. He's had a good tournament, but today, or the other day was his peak. That turn, I man, he turned, was it Alderweireld, I think? He turned Alderweireld and then found that space, and I was living. I was telling him. I was telling my uncle, man. I was telling him. I was like, watch him. Watch Insignia play. He's going to look for that. He's going to look for that inside channel. He's going to take it on his right foot and curl it far post because that's his move, man. That's what he does. And look it. And boy, I guessed him, man. I told you. I told him. Took it. Went past one. Great, great dribble. Found that pocket of space. Opened up. Wide stance. Whip it. Top right corner. Man, the pants were off at that point, man. You know, my uncle's Italian, so he was, he's gas, man. He was watching the Italian World Cups when he was a kid. Big Italian fan, big Italy fan. I don't even call him Italy anymore. They need more sauce on that. I call him Italian. Italian just sounds better, man. It's got more, it's got more swag to it. But Italian, man. Boy, they're balling. And then late in the fucking, in the first half, Belgium got that penalty, which is, is a bit soft, but... You know, game's kind of soft now, so game's gone soft a bit. So I, I see why they called it. Um, Pen Lukaku slotted away, good finish. He's shushing down a rumor though. I don't really know what that was for. Uh, Milan connects or something like? Was he talking shit beforehand? No, no matter what, man, you're you're down two one right now in a European quarterfinal. So let, let, allow your ego, fam. But allow it. So first half's over. First half's done. Italy dominated. Probably 2-1's probably a bit unfair on him, to be honest. 2-0, 3-0 would have been more accurate. But second half rolls around. And um, Italy, the first 20 minutes to about the 70-minute mark, were just passing the shit out of fucking Belgium. These little, they, they kept creating little triangles across the pitch. Little triangles across the pitch. And Belgium just could not catch them. Just pass, pass, pass. And then out wide. Take it back in the midfield, pass it around the tree, press it around the three, watch him move. You could literally pick one. I said to my little cousin, I was like, pick one. Pick one of the midfielders, watch him, watch how they pass, and then move around the pitch. It was, those three were fantastic to watch the entire game. And to about the 70 minute mark, they're dominating. And then Belgium started to, started to put their fucking ass in gear and uh, created a few half decent chances. They had that great chance for Lukaku. Great block by Spinozola.
um, just missing on the rebound goal. That was huge. Italy had been, you know, dominating the whole game. 2-2 would have been so unfair if that went in, but it was great defending uh, by Spinazzola. And unfortunately, I hate to, hate to see Spinazzola pull off. And they said it's an ACL. It says to be out for five, six months, which is fucking terrible to see because he's had a hell of a tournament. I mean, we're going to be talking about this dude's tournament for years, for Euros to come. And what a what a tournament and unfortunately now they got to put up with Emerson so that takes that's that takes away a lot from Mancini's system because he plays with that like as sort of like a back three with Di Lorenzo kind of slotting in his right center back but also getting forward in moments so Spinozola can be more as a left midfielder left winger and dude was just calling iso after iso and just beating everybody in the group stages the better teams in the in the um, the knockouts kind of figured him out a little bit, but he was still creating tons of space and he was a huge threat. So sad to see him go down. Um, but hey, maybe Emerson, Emerson can do the business. He's not really a one-on-one uh, defender nor attacker, but he does have attacking qualities. He did play as a wing back um, for Roma. He was known as an attacking left back. Um, so you never know; anything can happen, but. Um, if I was Spain, I'd be I'd be targeting that left hand side. I know they only got Sarabia. I'd probably put in um, Aaron Torres, and just try and skin him the entire game. But I guess we'll see what happens. And uh, but yeah, some of that Italy Belgium game. It was a great game to be honest. Super enjoyable to watch, especially with an Italian. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Belgium were disappointing. End of this gold, golden generation now, man. Golden generation's come to a close. With De Bruyne, I think he's turning 30 this year. He might already turn 30. Has his 30. Aldevar Vertonghen, mid-30s. Witzel going into his 30s. I mean, Lukaku's still in his prime right now, but you know, a lot of those key players are, are out of it. But they do have some few, they do have a few ballers coming on, man. Tielemans looks good. Um, Denier is a solid player. Carrasco's coming right back into his own. Starting to fill that potential. We knew we could back in 14, 15 seasons. Um, and Doku. Oh, Doku had a game, man. Doku was the only one out there for Belgium who really felt like he was expressing himself and and um, had that confidence and that, and that um, motivation that the whole Belgium team need, needed in that moment. But, man, he was dribbling. I think he completed nine dribbles or something. Dude, it was crazy. Um, great performance from him. I'm looking forward to see what else he can do. I know he, he's at Ren right now. I watched a few uh, clips of him. He's looking good over there. I think he came from uh, Anderlecht or some, something like that. And... I watched a few games. I watched a few games of him when he was in the Belgium league, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me just look at it to verify it, because I don't want to, like, sound like a dumbass here. Um, I'm on transfer market. If you guys know what transfer market is, check that shit out. That is the best website for football players like myself. Only 19, too. Dude's got a huge future ahead of him. Yeah, Anderlecht, I was right. I thought I watched a few games, and he, he looked great for Anderlecht as well, but... Yeah, they got... The, this golden generation is kind of going away, but they've got some, some potential superstars in the future. So we'll see, but... Um, on the next game, um, that's the one I'm... That's, like, the only one I really watched in full, so that's why I got a lot to say about it. Um, next, we got... England, Ukraine. I watched about bits and parts of that game. I was at a party, so I only got to watch bits and parts. But you know, I read the analysis after and everything, and it was just blame, blame the England dominance. And man, they doubted Southgate. They was at his neck, boy. They were on his neck. But he's really shown through throughout this tournament. And I've heard a lot of nonsense, like you know, he's playing me. Real big teams, whatever. Man, you can only beat what's in front of you. A. B. They said that about his 2018 World Cup run, but 
Sweden, he had a worse squad in 2018. Sweden is not no joke. Colombia, yeah, 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 Colombia. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, they took on the pens, but I don't think Colombia is really all uh, really, uh, that. Um, and Croatia, I mean, they had a great run that season. They're, I forget where they be in that run, but that's a good Croatia team, and they only lost an extra time. Great learning experience for them, but, you know, this one they've had a relatively easy group. They did have Croatia, though. Croatia, Scotland, Czech Republic is not the easiest of groups. Looking back at it, really, you see the Czechs, they only got, they didn't get bounced out by the Danes. Have you is a 2-1 defeat. Um, they had a good round of 16. Croatia, they might not be the Croatia of a couple seasons ago in that 2018 World Cup, but they put up a great fight versus Spain and that excellent comeback and had a few chances to probably put themselves ahead an extra time but unfortunately Spain just had too much depth and too much power for them so that wasn't as easy as a group as you know it was made out to be and um they had Germany and not to mention they have Germany round of 16 first game round of 16 Germany um a team that has thrived off their system it might not be the same um level Quality-wise, as they were in that 2014 World Cup, of course. Uh, the Germany that uh, we are familiar of, familiar with. But they still have great players, man. They have crews controlling the game. Harris has looked excellent. Gosen's down that left-hand side. Murdered Portugal and had an excellent tournament, too. He'd probably be uh, left back of the tournament. wasn't for Spinozola. Uh, even the defense has been solid. Holmes made a, what was that, key tackle in that. France game, I think. No, France or Portugal game. I can't remember. You mean that key tackle. And, um, of course, Neuer. You got a world-class keeper in Neuer. You got two in Tuesday and two. No, not elastic. They got a good team. Um, it's not, they're not some team you rush aside. They finished, uh, finished second in the group of death. Portugal and France and Hungary, who were no fucking joke either, by the way. They, they put up a fight. But, yeah, Germany was not a, a joke team, and Southgate switched the tactics up, went to a back five, and pretty much controlled that entire game. There was really, they were really never under threat. They had a few openings in the beginning, in behind, um, but the cheeky pull down from from Rice, I remember, and um, some other some other uh, blunders possibly from Germany. But other than that, that Sterling mistake they and that Muller miss they had. Not much to feed off of it. You know, England were clinical and they were composed and they were smart. You could see that they've got that experience from the World Cup now. You could see that in their play. You see that composure. and It's nice to see it. Southgate deserves a lot of credit for that game and uh, for this Ukraine game because they dominated Ukraine, man. It, it was light work. 4-0. I mean, Sterling's... That, that pass from Sterling for that first goal was fucking sublime. I don't see you don't see him do that enough. I don't know if it's the system or it's the way he plays, but I just love when wingers do that, man. I love when they cut inside because a lot of wingers like to cut inside, like dribble through, create some space, maybe take a shot on. I mean, watching Rashford every week, I know I, I see a winger who likes to dribble through and, and create an opening for a shot, but that was a great pass. And, um, good instincts by reactions by Kane because he had no clue that was coming, but he reacted and um, great instinctual finish. Uh, second goal, second goal was at the that was the Maguire header and from the uh, from the Shaw assist. And boy, man, they finally everybody hopping on fucking whoopsies. Everybody hopping on Shaw, uh, Shaw's dick, man. He's been excellent for over a year ever since. Alexander Sochaz came in. He's been quality, and he's just improved and improved and improved. I remember last season when we missed him for that for that COVID, for that Europa COVID bubble run. We got Bivas to be in the semifinal. We missed him for the round of sixteen, the quarterfinal, or er, and the semi. He was out, and dog, oh, we missed him so much. We had Brandon Williams fucking sticking it up at left back, and I think people really struggled to point a finger at where we went wrong and that even though we to be fair we did play a good game against Sevilla we just missed our chances and Lindelof fucked it um 
defensively, but um, we were, we just weren't as potent going forward and as creative, and I think part of that was because of missing Luke Shaw. He's he's such an important player down the left hand side for us. He um he supports Rashford well because Rashford of course likes to cut inside and and he's more of a goal scorer and a dribbler than a than a chance creator and a sister. So Luke Shaw adopted that you know chance creation. He took on that responsibility to create chances from the left hand side and he's done more than enough on that side and he's been so good for us on the left hand side. He's been the best left back in the world for me for the past six months. Um, of course, he's not getting noticed because he doesn't play for Man United. Um, he's playing for England, doing it now, but the two assists today. Um, of course, he's excellent set pieces and excellent when crossing. But other than that, his overall game is immense. Um, dribbler, defender. He just knows how to use space in his body. It's just been great, man. And that header was from Maguire. Fucking finally scored a header with his fat head. He's just scoring more, but great finish. You know, put him up 2-0. And then, of course, uh, Kane scored the third. I think Hendo, shout out Hendo. Of course, it's a little bit of rivalry, but, you know, when I see Hendo play for England, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I like him as a player. I like his mentality. Um, first goal for him, I think it was 62 caps. So, really happy for him. Uh great goal on a, on a big stage and yeah I mean it was just a dominant performance boy I keep thinking about that that Kane strike that Kane volley man that smack that keeper's palms that was a good save but he hit that with venom man he hit that like he was reading everybody's tweets dog on football Twitter he fucking Christ I was, if that went in man my pants were going off at the party dog it was done but Sanchez looked good too Had a few nice little dribbles um, I don't know man I think the future for United Might be Diallo on the right Sancho on the left You have to bend Rashford I can't even lie I've been thinking about that lately Because Sancho on the left Just smacks different Diallo World class potential I don't think anybody sees it yet But what I see it That dude is different gravy um, But yeah uh, on to the next game, what else do we have? We had Denmark and, and Czech Republic. I watched bits of that game, too. I'm sorry, I don't know much to say on it, but from what I from what I saw and what I heard, it was, it was relatively comfy for Denmark. Um, Czech put up a good fight, but um, I don't think they, they, have, they never had either the motivation or the quality to, to um, beat Denmark, to be honest, so... No surprise there. Damsgaard has been excellent coming into this tournament. Hoiberg playing that more creative role instead of sitting in a pivot. Um, he's been nuts. Um, I think he's got three assists so far, which is, is different for him, but he's had a very a very good tournament. Along with Christensen, when defending, they let him play like center back, but when in possession he's like this roaming defensive fucking midfielder just the weirdest thing I think I've ever seen but at the same time I like something like that I like when they switch it up and do something crazy but a roaming DM is nuts but it's worked so well for him because you, you just don't know where he's going to pop up on the field he could pop up deep he could pop a little forward in that DM position they just have no clue check at the check like a no clue to cope with it now that it wails um so that's great tactician. I don't know the man. I don't know anything about um, Denmark's manager, but whoever drew that up, uh, that's that's excellent tactics. And of course, there's a bunch of Ray Brown, Mala right now, and uh, Dolberg. So Dolberg has stepped up massively with I think Polson's out right now, and of course Polson and um, Polson's out. So Dolberg's three goals in his last two games. Uh, I think he's only started the two games and the two games he has started in the knockout rounds. Three goals, which is... It's gas, man. It's fucking gas, man. Man, I always knew Dolberg was a good finisher. I just think he's got... I just think his attitude... It's not that he has an attitude problem. I just think that... It's just not there. I don't think he's self-motivated enough. To be honest, I think he's got kind of like that Martial syndrome where they're so talented... But they just can never fucking get their heads 
in the game. They can't keep it in the game. But nevertheless, this is about Euro and how he's performing. So shout out to him. He's had a great tournament, some excellent finishes. Quiz Mamad has been great. Um, I think he's played in that left-hand side as a right footer too. So he's been able to cut in and also go out wide. He's like that dual threat. Um, and yeah, man, left wing back shining this turn. Imala, Spinazzola, Gosens, all balling, man. Shout out to them. All right, and finally, you've got the Spain-Switzerland game. Oh, my. That was dog shit. That was not a good game at all. I was so bored watching that, man. I watched the entire game, actually. And that shit was so boring. Oh, my days. To be fair, though, Switzerland played. They played pretty well in that second. I think I'm fucking past the shit in the first half and unfortunately I got that lucky that unlucky on goal I mean, it's not even unlucky that's just poor decision making from Zakari. don't go and try and block that let your keeper get that man Jordi Alba's not scoring there from distance he did that about five times that game where he hit it right at the fucking keeper's palm from distance he was not doing anything but Zakari fucking jumped in erratically he had a poor game I'm not really a big fan of him he's just a bit too jumpy and erratic I like my DMs to be composed, and he's the total opposite. So, yeah, um, that was that was probably justified, though, for Spain in the first half. Um, that Spain's so annoying, man. They're, like, they're like just such, like, a nearly team for me. Like, I don't think they'll, they're not going to win a tournament. They're not going to win the Euro this year. They're not going to win the World Cup next year. They might make it quarterfinals, semifinals, like, now, but it's going to be... Because they, they lucked their way to it, or because, um, I don't even know, because they put a boy team, either or, because, I mean, they totally fucked it versus Croatia, they should have lost that one, but luckily they just had more juice than Croatia, and then versus Switzerland, now, Switzerland should not be taking them to penalties, man, Switzerland are a good team, but go down to 10 men in the 70th minute, they had 15 minutes to put that shit to bed. Against a ten-man Swiss team, they've who they have more quality and depth in in every single position, and a design system. You think their system would be perfectly designed for a ten-man, a ten-man team that can't take the ball off them, because Swiss space Spain just want to pass around and create openings through passing. And against a ten-man, it makes that so much easier. You got no one to press you. Getting tons of time in the ball. Tons of time to move around, create space with runs and passing. It made no sense why they... It seemed actually like they dropped off when they went to 10 men instead of amping it up. And um, I think that lack of killer instinct and that obsession with passing it, or passing it to goal is going gonna, is gonna to hurt them. And it may hurt them in the semifinals. May, if they get to the finals, it may hurt them then. I just don't think that they're going to win this thing, man. I don't think they're going to... And I don't like their two center back bang. I mean, terrible for that for that Shakiri goal. Um, Laporte trying to get rid of it, trying to intercept the ball, hitting it right off Pau Torres, right in the path of Shakiri goal. I mean, it's embarrassing. And I th- man, I'm on to Pau Torres, man. He's not as good as everybody's saying. He is nowhere near as good as they they acting like he is. Cause for me, he's just. He's got a he's got a, a physical stature about him, you think, but man, he plays like Lindelof, man. He's he's soft like Lindelof too. Um, I don't like him, man. For United, of course, I want Varane. I think he'd be a perfect complement to, to McGuire. But I take Quinde as well because he's he's got some bite to him. He's got some uh, aggression. About Torres, though, he's just he's just like Laporte, man. He's um, sensitive. I want to pass the ball tacky defenders that Spain are full of. And two left-footed center backs, man. Ugh. Get out of here, man. What? Two left-footed center backs? You got any goddamn mind? Like, that's just so weird to me. Two left-footed center backs, you deserve to lose. Get the fuck out of this tournament. Two left-footed center backs, Enrique. Get the fuck out of here. But, yeah. I mean, they squeezed through one of the worst penalty shows I think I've ever fucking seen. Jared Moreno missed two simple chances. 
like he's done all tournaments. Same with Morata. They don't have another number fucking nine that could finish. Um, to be honest, if they had someone like Lewandowski, they could probably win the whole fucking thing. But because they got Morata and and um, Moreno, I don't think they will. Um, those defenders are holding them back too. But I think um, Enrique's management makes up for their defensive, their lackluster defenders. Because I think he sets up so many good patterns going forward, offensive patterns, that they're bound, they're they're bound to at least make five big clear cut chances in a game. If they just had someone to finish them, they win every fucking game five five one five two five three, because that's how many chances they create. But nevertheless, that pen, that pen shootout was terrible, man. Biscuits missed the first one and. Um, that's missed for Spain I can't remember um, I don't know but who cares about the other Spain pen let's talk about that those atrocious Switzerland penalties also why did Shakiri come off he must he, he, was he injured or something cause A he was he scored the goal B he was having a good game C he's one of the guys you want when you're taking penalties but I think they I think they missed Jack in that penalty shot they missed a leader in there they miss that leadership and that, that confidence that Jacka can bring that I think helped them um, successfully win on penalties against France. And, man, Vargas. Vargas, at least Vargas put his third foot through it, but he scattered over the goal. He got Akanji and... Um, Akanji and... Was it Rodriguez? I don't know, man, but... It looked like they were trying to read the keeper and they just... For some reason, they, they, they tried to read the keeper, and they still shot it right where the keeper dived. And it's not like it was... heard a definition for it. It's called goalkeeper-dependent penalty, where you wait for, like what Bruno Fernandes does and Jorginho, and even Pogba, where you wait for the goalkeeper to move, and then you place it. They were, doing, they were trying those, but they were still missing. It's like... If you're gonna fuck that up, at least do a, uh, what they call I think it's the player dependent penalty, where you just fucking put your laces through it, stick it in the fucking top corner. I guess you should be doing it anyway, in my opinion, because no one, no keeper safe in a fucking top corner penalty. And um, but yeah, man, it was as professional as embarrassing, because that was one of the worst penalty shoots I've ever fucking seen. And um, yeah, so um, that's. That's my wrap-up for, for the weekend's football. Um, I'm going to get into predictions because actually today is Italy-Spain. Um, I'm going with Italy... Shit. Italy what? What did I do? I know Italy's going to win. I think Italy... Italy 3, Spain 1. That's what I think. I think... Um, Spain... I think it's going to be a closer game than we expect. But I still think Italy are going to um, pass their way to glory. I think they're going to outplay. I'm, I'm interested to see which, if either team um, folds, per se. If either team gives up um, their system and um, adopts more of a counterattacking defensive system. I'm interested to see if either one does it or it's just going to be a, no, I'm going to pass. It's just gonna be a fucking battle, a battle of the past masters. I, I don't know. I'm interested to see. I feel like it's gonna be the latter because both managers are top top managers and they believe in their style and the system that they've been using all tournament. So I think it'll be something like that. But I think Italy just have more quality, and um, I think both managers are important. Both of them are top top managers. I, I'm not gonna pick a manager um, that I I believe in more, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be a, a game of who's the better passer. But I think Italy are the better players for that sort of passing system. I'd definitely rather have a Barella and Verratti over a Koke and a Lorente. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say Italy 3-1 or Italy 2-1. I think it'll be one of the two. Looking forward to it, though. It's going to be a great game. And then England, Denmark. 
Denmark would probably be the harder the harder than Germany, I think, but mainly because of how motivated they are after the whole, you know, Ericsson situation. It's good to see him getting LB too. Um getting better. Um, but I think it'll be a a two one. I think England will put two past them and I think Denmark will score a later goal. I think it'll be all second half goals. I think Denmark will score a late goal to make England start to sweat a little bit. Um, but then I think I think England will pull through. And um, Copa America, I didn't even get. I haven't really been watching Copa America. I did watch the Peru Brazil uh, quarterfinal or semifinal. Sorry, yesterday. Um, good game. Good game. Uh, Copa America doesn't really give me up my seat, to be honest. You just kind of know it's going to be Argentina or Brazil um, to win it. Um, and, uh, yeah, boring 1-0, kind of. Has some good patterns of play, but I think I think, um, I think think Argentina win tonight. I think they beat Colombia. I think Messi carries them to a final, and then I think... Oof, Neymar Argentina and Neymar Messi Copa America final is gonna be fucking amazing. I'm gonna say though, I'm gonna say, fuck man, Messi wants that Copa America boy. But I think Neymar, I think Neymar Brazil is too good. They got too much quality for them. Overall, I think it's gonna be two one. Messi scores one, Neymar scores one. And then another comes from somewhere. And I think uh, Brazil win the Copa America final. All right, I'm back. Um, just had to get a drink of water, man. That was a little parched, but after talking about football, I'm just going to run through some transfers. Man, it's been a big week for transfers, man. Jan Sancho. Coming United. United been on the fucking super team. Holy shit. If we get Camavinga and Varan. On top of Sancho, oh my god, that's on fucking real. That's such a good fucking team, but I still feel like that DM position is fucking gonna kill us. Possibly striker too. I don't know. I don't know what to expect from Cavani. I, I don't know what to expect from either. All three of them. I don't know what to expect from Martial. I don't know what to expect from Cavani. I don't know what to expect to, from Graham. I mean, I know what to expect, hundred percent from Cavani. I just don't know if he's gonna. Be able to make a fucking full season and Martial that dog shit season last year. I don't know what he's gonna come with this season. Along with Mason Greenwood, like we have three strikers now, three top strikers who all should be starting for a club somewhere. So I don't fucking know for a top club to be clear. So I don't know what we're gonna do with that striker position, but I'm mainly worried about DM. I hope we can get a, a Rice in and maybe get rid of um a Fred and. Get rid of Fred and Donnie. I'm not big fans of either, to be honest. Fred's done good for, for Brazil, though, in this Copa America. Mainly because I think he's a Fred type, man. He's a Conte type, man. Remember Conte next to fucking Matic was ice cold. Just a ball winner next to a composed um, defensive midfielder. I think you'd be... I think he... I You know, I read something about... I read a rumor it was... Fred plus 15 million for Courtois because Courtois wants to leave Madrid. I don't feel like that's true. I really doubt Courtois wants to leave Madrid, but that'd be a great fucking deal. We need a keeper. Get fucking De Gea off our books. 375 a goddamn week. Get the fuck out of here. Bozo. Can sell him for some money. Sell fucking Hendo for some money. Bring in a keeper that's better than both of them. And I think... I think... Fucking Madrid wins that, to be honest. They don't win it, but we both win, of course. We get Courtois, we win. Um, but Fred, that Fred Casemiro pivot is great, plus they get money. And you go back and buy Kalen Navas for a season or two until you get a proven keeper. Um, I think that'd be a great deal, but no, nevertheless. Um, yeah, I'd like to see... I'd like to see, I'd, I'd like to see that happen. And then maybe Donnie go out alone for... Option to buy or obligation to buy. Because I want to keep Scott, man. He's like a Fletcher type. I fuck with Scott. But time I know he gets a lot of hate, but I fuck with him. You got to keep Pogba, too. Renew Pogba. I mean, if Pogba doesn't renew, then, of course, you got to keep um, Dunning. But Pogba and Scott at that eight position. And then 
Kimavinga and Bryce at that six, man. Key key matches there just to 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 give him advice and shit. And um, I think that's great. But off my United Super Team, off my dreams. Um, we got a lot of big teams stuttering in this in this transfer window too, man. Chelsea haven't made any movement after winning the Champions fucking league. Um, City have made a few bids to be fair. They're not a big club though, so I wouldn't count them on this. Um, Chelsea, Blanken, um, Arsenal looking to sign fucking Ben White, and some other like Nuno Mendes and some shit. The wrong fucking Nuno from left back. Nuno from Portugal. They're buying some weird players. They need fucking proven starters, and they were buying fucking um, young players and fucking Ben White. And then we um, get Tottenham, man. They're not big. Liverpool haven't done shit. They got um, not. They got Kanate, but they got tons of depth in that center back position now. They got unlucky this season, but it's not like anything like happened this season is gonna happen again. They don't need fucking eight center backs gonna be in trouble with that shit but um yeah man they need a fucking they need a, they need a nine they need a nine bad they need to replace genie why now them too um some backup and right back would be good for them too even left back like sakima whatever his name is i don't think he, he barely played this season so they need to start to buy and i mean of course barca madrid are fucking shambles barca need to get rid of two hundred thousand euros worth of fucking salaries i think because um because i can't register any of their fucking players depay um emerson aguero can't register any of those guys right now because they don't have enough room they'd be over the cap limit and they get fucking ffp fine that club is a mess right now but that's you get for spending 100 plus on them booty cheeks and fucking coutinho and griezmann like, fucking almost 400 million, those fucking three guys. Like, are you dumb? Are you out of your mind? What, what they spent like 40, 50 on them? Titty, too, who's been dog shit. I mean, they got Pjanic in the books. Fucking Frankie Dion's making 400 euros a week. Like, don't get me wrong, he's a world class player, but he's 22. How did he earn that? Who earns? You don't earn that, man. Like, he just, he's not earned that yet. They're out of their goddamn minds. Laporte's got a lot of shit to fix that Bartomeu left. And, of course, Madrid are in shambles. I mean, if, of course, Ramos already went to PSG. Looks like Moran's coming to United. Um, Alaba. I mean, I rate Militao, I do. I rate Alaba, too, but Alaba, Militao, Vallejo, and Fernandez is your... Your natural Fernandez is your fucking center back? That's terrible. You might as well fucking sign Pepe. I'm not sure I'll sign Pepe back, man, because you guys are down horrendous. Man, they're down bad. And if they lose Courtois, too, Courtois wants to go, they're not paying Mendy. Mendy wants to go. Dude, they're in trouble, man. They are for, they get, they're unlucky, though, with the, with the stadium build, but also poor purchases, like spending, buying Mariano back and giving him number seven after Ronaldo left. Like, these two fucking clubs deserve it, man. They did not plan well for post-Ronaldo Messi era. And right now, it's like Messi's not signing because they don't have the fucking funds for it. So maybe someone will come and swoop in and grab him. I don't think so, but that'd be great. Um, but yeah, tons of big teams stuttering, of course. Um, Bayern always good, though. You're very struggling, too. Um, and of your Crystal Palace now, too. Um, I'm a little bit wary about that because that dude... You see, I see Matt Ray, Ray him like the, the French Frank the board. It's fucking hilarious. But it's kind of warranted. I mean, he was pants at fucking um, Nice. He was terrible. Especially because they were coming off like that little Balotelli era they had where they were getting Europa Leagues back to back and making decent runs, being PSG and stuff. He sunk them, man. I think they're bottom half of the table, almost in the relegation battle. Um, he, he was coaching um, New York City FC over here in America. Wasn't didn't do shit with them. They had some quality players still too. So I'm a little worried about that, but I guess we'll see. He does know the prem. Um, he's got some top top players in Eze and 
and Zaha to work with, but he also just lost 14 players on free contracts, so we'll see how many he gets back. Um, and we'll see how he does, man. I mean, I'm rooting for him. World class player. Seems like a good guy, too. That here you go tweet he said was funny. Um, he tweeted was funny, but yeah, we'll see. Um, not on his PSG masterclass, man. They've been on cruds of others, so I just got a notey. Um, that Hakimi's confirmed he signed the deal past the medical. They got him for what 60 million pounds, 70 million euros. That's a great deal, to be honest. I don't know if it'll really fit the system, but he's got good resale value. And if you bring someone in who does favor three of the back or Poch, you know, maybe plays um, Marquinhos DM and that gives more freedom for Banat and Hakimi to kind of roam for. I think that would be a great decision because then he has tons of defensive security and Hakimi's a huge threat going forward. I would like to see him do that. Play Kempembe Ramos as Ramos has been confirmed another fucking world-class signing. And let Marquinhos play DM and drop back in so Hakimi can get forward. But we'll see. Either way, I think it's a good signing, uh, especially for 70 million euros. Game Wijnaldum for free is crazy. Ramos for free is crazy. They bought fucking Donnarumma. Yeah, they got Donnarumma for free, which, of course, is great business, but they have Kayla Navas. Why do you need... See, I just got another note about Hakimi from Fabrizio. Um, why do you need Donnarumma when you got Kayla Navas? He's one of the best. He's one of the, probably the best keeper in the entire Champions League season. Last year, he's still world-class. Um, I don't really get it, but either way, Donnarumma's a great keeper. He's got a great future. and um, Good signing. They're looking strong, man. They're looking good. I do still think they need a right winger, though. Because, if they, I mean, if Mbappe stays, they got play Mbappe at the nine. And then Neymar off the left, and still got Di Maria and Sarabia off the right. Di Maria's gone, man. Sarabia, he's a decent squad player, but if you want to win the Champions League, you need another world-class attacker because I feel like that midfield doesn't have much attacking threat in it. You have Verratti. I mean, why not? I guess he, he's, he's been very attacking for Netherlands, but we'll see. I still think they need a right winger. Um, I know Berardi's available. Then that'd be a decent shout. Um, if you can get Coleman, I think that's decent too, but they're not huge upgrades on Dean Maria, so I guess... I guess we'll see, but you know PSG looking good, especially with Poch's manager staying on. We'll see, man. They could be a force, dog. It really could be a force. I really hope they really need Cardi though. You know what I was thinking yesterday would be a great deal is they want Moise Keane back. Straight swap. A Cardi for Keane. Rafa Benitez would love a nine like a Cardi. He would excel there. Imagine playing fucking a Cardi and. DCL up top is a two. That'd be fucking violence. It'd be great though. It'd be great. That'd be great content. And then stick um, Hamas. Hamas is playing off the right. Stick Hamas and off the right. Travis off the left. That front four is violence, man. The Corey Allen in the middle. That's a good. That's a good front six. Um, but yeah, apparently I want that Moise Keane back, which is I understand. He's a good. He's a, he's a good player. I don't think he's ever going to be world-class, but I think mean, he's going to be kind of like a Balotelli. Um, maybe not personality-wise, but it's probably, he's probably not, his, probably his potential, is, his ceiling's a little higher than he'll ever get just because it just seems like a guy who wants to have fun, man. He's not too um, worried about his career because he knows he's always going to be at the top level. But I could be wrong. I don't want to question his professionalism too much because that's unfair. Top, top player, too, but... And, one thing I like to touch on transfer wise is this Fab myth that Fab is like eating off fucking reporters and reporters getting all salty and these comments and tweeting him. Like, Fab has always been the last report, not the last reporter, but he's he confirms it. He waits until multiple outlets confirm and he gets in contact with every agents. He's he's so well known and so reliable because he waits until he knows 100% is a done deal or it's happening or something is something's going down he's in jump to conclusions like these shitty ass reporters who are in his who are on his dick and all these fucking dumb 13 year olds giving him shit in his eye it was like football twin needs to shut the fuck up man fab's the most reliable out there 
And um, I'm not trying to dick ride or anything, but I'm just, just letting y'all know, man. Fab is, Fab is Fab, man. He's been the most reliable reporter the past three years. He's been iconic with the here we go. So just, just, I need to relax, man. It's weird. It's weird. It's fucking weird. It's mad weird. All right, man. Let's, I'm about to wrap this thing up. Um, I gave you guys my predicts. I'm saying 2-1 Brazil. Neymar, Messi goes in the Copa America final. I think Messi's still gonna be hunting for that trophy till he's fucking forty. Um, England. Uh, what did I say? For England too, and then Denmark with that late goal. I think we should their pants a little bit, but I really think it's coming home to be honest. Italy and fucking, I think it's gonna be Italy too. Italy and England is gonna be, if it happens, of course, it's gonna be an excellent final. See, those are my predicts. Um, think what else can I do? I mean, I could predict a few transfers, to be honest. I think... Oh, I probably won't post another episode for about a week, so... Um, I think Varane, by the time I, I record another episode, I think England will win the Euros. I think... I think the hype's real. I think Varane will be at United. Um, I think he'll be there. May not be there, but science he'll deliver. Here we go. And I think Camavinga will be on his way too. To be honest, all these top clubs don't have their act together, man. I think he never been the super team this season, and I think in the Eurozones it's gonna be serious business for Kane. Um, I don't think anything concrete will happen. I'm not gonna predict anything about City and Kane, but team right now I think they're gonna bid 150 million. I think they're gonna throw the bag at Spurs. I don't know if they're excited or not. I think throw the bag at them and. Um, you can see Spurs maybe do something this season. I like um, Nuno Santos. I think he's a good manager. People slandering him like he didn't take fucking Wolves from mid-table championship to Europa League quarterfinals back-to-back seven-place finishes. Like, what are you guys talking about? You guys are fucking losers. But, yeah, I, I, think, I think Spurs might do something this season, man. I don't know if fucking Liverpool don't boss up and start making signings and I think they could have some competition for that fourth um, Champions League spot, to be real with you. But, you know, we'll see. I think Trincao, too, to um, Wolves is a great loan deal. Neto, Potens, Trincao, Raul Jimenez with fucking Neves and Dendonka and Matinho behind. Dog, that's incredible. I hope Bruno Lag is a good manager. I would like to see Fonseca go there, to be honest, the Wolves. But I think they can really do something this season, get back in that seventh, eighth um, position. But we'll see, man. Prez will be incredibly competitive this season. Um, hopefully, Bielsa stays at Leeds um, for football's sake, not for if not for United fans' sake. But I don't really care about Leeds. I don't really know that rivalry like that. Um, but, you know, they just have Firpo. Who else did they back? Back someone else, someone else is good. It's not Furbo, but they're they're building, man. Um, I think Leeds, Everton, Villa building with Wendy if they keep Grealish. Leeds, Everton, Arsenal, Villa. Um, who else did I just say? Who else? Is, oh, Wolves. If they all go act together, man, that like top six European West Ham, too. Fuck, I forgot about West Ham. They're in Europa League this season still. That's a great mid-table battle. They might even be fun for top four, because I think top four is going to be open this season. But I think the title is going to go to someone in Manchester. I don't think. That's right now, it's like Chelsea got nothing going. They want a striker. But I don't think Holland's going there this summer. So I think this prime's going to be so competitive, so good this season. Um, I even think teams like... I think you'll see, I mean, unfortunately, I think it'll be, it'll be long for teams like Norwich and Norwich Palace. Um, I think Brentford will struggle too, really. Um, who else got promoted? Oh, Wofford. Yeah, I think, I think the newly promoted teams and the teams like Palace that don't boss up in the summer, really going to struggle. Burnley, I think it's going to be like, and then I think there's going to be like Brighton and Brighton are going to be at the bottom of that mid-table um, 
clash I was talking about. I think there's going to be, like, 10, 15 points between them, seriously. Maybe not that much, maybe 5 to 10, but, like, I think 15th to 16th and 14th to 13th is going to be a big gap because I think there's so many, so much competition in the league this season. But then again, shit never goes the way you think it does. Everything on paper, everything's better on paper. But I think I'm going to wrap it up there. Um, you know, thank God for listening to the podcast. If you did, um, you know, follow me on Twitter. I'm going to post on my Twitter at YCES underscore MUFC. Um, yeah, man. I'm really enjoying this. I've always wanted to do this. Right now, I'm, you know, recording with my fucking, my earbuds and my iPhone. So, you know, maybe if this takes off, I'll get a real mic or something. But, yeah, man, I really, I really enjoy talking football. I love, I love the game. I love talking football. I think about it 24-7. Um, yeah, but if you guys like it, um, stay, stay tuned, man. I'll be dropping one of these every week or two. And, yeah, all y'all keep it locked. Stay safe. Don't forget to watch the football this weekend. And peace.